Welcome to the next episode of the Run the Robes podcast. <laughs> and uh, we're starting this one off by cracking open a couple cold ones. It's nice. Teddy's got the uh, traditional Miller Lite over there. That's right. And uh, I'm trying out this Sierra Nevada BFD, which stands for Beer for Drinking. Um, huh. And it's casually crushable. If I was half drunk, I'd think BFD stood for something else. Ha. Ha. Ha ha. Got it. Um, By the shape of the can. Ha. <laughs> Got him. <sighs> nah. Isn't it? Little, little hoppy, little hoppy. Now, I personally, I'm not a fan of an IPA, sir. That's been sitting in my fridge for months. Eh, a couple months. <laughs> you have no more beer stash here. Uh, I, except for a sour. Mm, sours aren't bad. See, but anyways, a uh, little bitter. But Sierra Nevada is known for kind of having a little bit of a bitter beer, and I'm not a fan of IPAs. I'm a fan of sour beers, though. You know, I'm not I'm not that level of hipster that was into the bitter IPAs, but I'm the next level of hipster oh. that was all about the sour. So, uh, yeah. weird and all. I feel like I, I feel like I need to start a rating system because this might become a recurring thing <laughs> on the podcast. So, uh, a beer a day keeps the doctor away. What should I do for a beer? Ah, oh, I know what I could do for a beer rating. How many stunners I give it? Oh, well, Miller Lite, that's a five stunner for me. What, a five out of five? Oh, yeah. I give the BFD, now nah, we'll give it a solid three out of five stunners. Now, next week, I'll be trying the Canadian. The Molson Ooh. Canadian. Ooh. I'll be giving it a stunner rating next right. week. Just for those of you who are tuning in and maybe listening for the first time, no, we are not sponsored by any beer. It's just... Uh, and no, we're not alcoholics. Just enjoy the nice taste of a beer. But if you are... <laughs> you're closest AA meeting, but we are not. Anyways, um, on to on to this week's episode. We have had planned for a while, a while, and, and an episode. And you heard it if you listened to last week's. You heard it at the end that this week we were covering Sting versus the Undertaker. My favorite Sting versus Teddy's favorite the Undertaker, and a discussion of their entire careers. And then you know, putting together the hypothetical match that people have wanted to see for probably decades at this point and how it would finish, who would win, all that kind of stuff. Um, that is not happening on this one. And the reason being is life takes hold, takes some crazy turns, and I did not feel properly prepared for my end of the content for this. And people can look like I dropped the ball, whatever. You know, I'm not going to make excuses in that regards. I'm just saying I've been a little overwhelmed as of late, and this is what had to be cut into for that. So, now me it, on the other hand, this thing up here called brain can talk about taker, oh, taker oh, all okay. day, every day. I, yeah, okay, all day, every day. Okay, you give me anything, taker. I got it. I'm on it. I see how it is. Throw me under the bus even more. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that podcast is coming, but there might be something on the horizon for next week. Not, not gonna, not gonna throw anything out there that we're not sure of yet, but we should at least drop the name of what might happen. 
to get people psyched. Well, because I, I, I don't think we we should yet because we can totally hype that in all of our various formats the minute that we got confirmation. But you're killing me. Our first interview may be happening, and it may be happening next week. That's all I'm gonna say at the moment until we have 100% confirmation. You killed me. So it might end up being two weeks before Sting versus Taker. Maybe. Maybe. But we're getting there. Sorry for the process. Also, December is going to start out an important month for us, and we'll tell you all about that on next week's episode as well, whether or not that involves an interview or it involves Sting versus Taker. Anyways, moving on. I'd like to talk about some catch-up random stuff since we last spoke about wrestling. Which, I mean, you and I do frequently, but last sure. recorded speaking of wrestling. We talked about Survivor Series. We talked about where all it was going to go. We talked about everything after Survivor Series, correct? Mm-hmm. This week. One week removed. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I'm just going to say it like this. I will completely say it. There, go ahead. I have... The man. Okay. The man is holding the WWE afloat right now, and SmackDown I'll, was great. I'll tell you one thing that kept this week afloat was that fucking promo by Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, from beginning to end, SmackDown Live God. delivered. From beginning to end of that two-hour show, it delivered. I'm still going to say it, though. Becky Lynch is the most popular person on SmackDown Live right now. And maybe the WWE. And I'm completely fine with that. Uh, I liked her new Titan Tron and graphics. Yeah. And, and she feels like a much bigger deal. I will be buying that shirt. When, uh, yeah. When I go see her yep. next month. Uh, also, uh, they're um, the first ever triple threat uh, TLC match. Well, the first ever women's TLC match. But yeah. it's a triple threat TLC match between Charlotte and... And Becky and Oscar take my money. No, you're not ready for it. I'm not. The, I'm. I'll never be ready for it. <laughs> I'll never be ready for it because I know Oscar deserves it, but they just kind of threw her in the fold because you're you have Becky Lynch. And Charlotte with this storyline. And now Charlotte has went psycho again. And here's Asuka. Like, I know a lot of our guys on the page have hard ones for her and stuff. It's just... The time has passed for it. And they basically knock a mortar. Kind of to a certain point. Once they took away her, her winning undefeated streak... And made her lose to like Carmella and stuff like that. Nothing believable. For God's sakes, we're talking about the woman that faced Suzuki over in New Japan and took chops like well, a Well, it wasn't New Japan. Well, but it was chops, in Japan. Yeah, yes. took chops like a man, like a fucking man. And she loses to Carmella. Hey, listen. Don't don't take my money. It's Just, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. You can take my money and you can shove it right up your ass because I don't want it. You don't want this match? You don't I don't want her I in want, it. I want Becky and Charlotte. To I don't want Oscar. Nothing against her. It's just I, not the right story for me. So I understand why they did it. 
I think this might be. But how many how many battle royals and rule rooms does she have to win? This might be <laughs> the the reemergence of Oscar. I'm not. I don't think Oscar's gonna win, but I think this is the this could be the reemergence of her as a badass. And so, Bucky Beaver's gonna give her the time. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But regardless, I'm, I'm still excited. Fired up from the podcast. I, I, I'm I'm still <laughs> excited about the first women's. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I wasn't excited about the first women's hell in a cell, and this is no offense to Sasha or Charlotte, but we had just seen them so many times, and it was the same stuff, and for me, it didn't get entertaining, and that match was a dud. Becky versus Charlotte has happened quite a bit, but... It keeps it's, it new. It, it, yeah, it doesn't it stays, get stale. Exactly. And there's not title changes out the wazoo. Because they're kind of a heel versus heel, and then Oscar's a face. Yeah. And... I know they'll do it right because I just watched them do a last man standing match. Yeah. So I know this TLC is going to be. And they're letting the women use weapons. Like, look at those kendo stick shots Charlotte did oh, in the man. series. They yeah. were monsters. They really were. So it's like, and Becky doing the chair shots on Ronda. Yeah. Okay. She's doing them to a former UFC fighter who is, endures pain. So now we get to see it with them doing shots on each other that who don't endure as much pain. So it could be a nice twist. I mean, it's going to be brutal. Right. But just don't give me Oscar. I'm sorry. I can't, well, I can't deal. But that's what I've already getting. got her. I got and it. So and you, I don't want to just have to see from there. I'll just do this to the TV. I'll put my hand over and just watch Charlotte and Becky. Um, a little bit just to, we don't have to cover raw because it was done. If, if you watched it, you, you see, know, you see Ambrose get a shot in the ass. If, if you if you, you didn't watch it, you don't need to. It was the worst Raw, I think. You missing Roman Reigns now? <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. This Raw was so bad. And then, like, I saw a post on Reddit. Uh, I shared it to our page uh, about the statistics of like the roster percentage and stuff. And they're using like a seventy, a high seventy something percent of their roster right now. There was one good thing about Raw. On Raw, what? It was Elias' song about Lashley pointing at his ass. It was hilarious. Yeah. And then they destroyed him. And that, oh that, my God, that slam that, by Drew was That inverted fucking, Alabama slam. Ooh, that was nasty looking. Yeah. Oh. But have cringe. you seen, like, I know they're all, you can't believe anything, but like the things of people that who are re-signed, who's going to go? I haven't yet. I haven't looked into that. Uh, I, I, I always take a lot of those with a grain of salt. Well, there's two obvious ones that I've thought – well, three actually that I've thought for a while. It's Nakamura, Finn. I haven't heard anything about Nakamura. Uh, Finn. And and Gallows and Anderson. I think Gallows and Anderson are there until they're released. Yep. They're not doing anything. No, no, no. I mean like – I mean I don't think – I think they'll continue to renew a contract until – They release them. Until they release them. And that's n- nothing against – uh, Gallows and Anderson, I think that both of them enjoy being back in the States. Home. Like, yeah. Anderson more. just had a baby. Exactly. And I think they enjoy that. So even if they're being booked the way they are, they're happy. I think they're happy. And that's, you know, that's fine. That's your preference. And it's, he, uh, this is, this is throwing a little shade at my, uh, IWS, uh, two out of three there of us trio in, uh, the professor and the hater of headlocks. Is that um, 
they they get so upset when wrestlers sign to WWE, like uh, news, uh, Volter mm-hmm. signed to apparently has agreed upon a deal. They're very upset about that, and I'm just like, well, that's that's his choice. He, you know, he's wanted to go to WWE. Now, now he's there. So what if they turn him into some gimmick that you're mad about because yeah. of how great he was? Yeah. He's the one that agreed to it. Uh-huh. If if you're not happy about it, that sucks. But I bet he's happy. And if he's not happy, I'm sure once his contract's up, he's gone. He's gone. Why do you? Here's here's my biggest point. So like Kevin Owens and everybody else that sign that people have said, oh, they ruined them. I don't think Kevin Owens got ruined. Why aren't they back? Why aren't they back on the indie scene? It's be, There's something that's keeping them there. Even if it's money, they're happy with it. It's it's money. Because I well, I can tell you personally, and now th- this, isn't, this has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's where I'm at currently in my life. Uh, I am trying to transition to a different job because I, I took one uh, a few months ago, and it was a lot more money but I am unhappy as hell. And so right now I'm willing to take less to leave. Obviously it has to be a little more than money. And I know that factors come into play because believe me, I understand about, I need to have enough for my survival. I need to have enough to get ends. A lot of these guys are also getting time. Exactly. And they're not having to fly that from Japan or somewhere to back home to be with their family. Time makes a difference. Money, I mean, money doesn't always talk. Like to me, I think that's why AJ dropped the title is because as soon as they start talking about him wanting to renegotiate his contract, he from he dropped it. From any information and news sites I've read, AJ wanted to lose the title. He was he wanted to be pushing home. to lose yeah. the belt after after the one year mark. He was pushing to lose because he wanted to be home more. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't blame. Him. No, I you can't. But that's what I'm saying. So like. When it comes to like your favorite indie wrestler signing to WWE, yeah, in some regards it's heartbreaking. Like I was like, oh no, Adam Cole. Like, yeah. but like seeing him with the Undisputed Era, I'm seeing him in NXT. I'm seeing him with his Ring of Honor buddies, and I'm seeing he's having a good time. He's ha- and you can tell it. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like, so what? He's not world but champion. The, the, he's ha- yeah. They're all having a good time. I can tell, and like it seems as yeah. though they're they're having a good interaction with each but the other. Thing is, and he, they're still being great. But the thing is, he never really left his old indie friends though, because they all kind of live in Florida. Like yeah. Marty's living there. Yeah, Chelsea Green, his girlfriend Britt Baker. You know, they're all living there, and they're all really they go to Disneyland all like, the time. Like, don't get me wrong, I get really bummed out that they're not using Samoa Joe the correct way. But you know what? He's happy when contracts. <laughs> would go to come up if joe would leave cool then i knew he wasn't happy yeah but guess what if joe's still there i have to assume that he wants to be there i'm thinking joe gets more free reign than what a lot of people think he does probably because i mean look at that promo he just yep. shot and we're going to get to that because that promo was straight fire we'll go, let's go ahead and get to it now and then we'll cover okay. the rest of the news i turned on smackdown halfway through yeah and the thing came up you had Three pictures of Jeff Hardy in the ring. You had Jeff Hardy in the ring. Had all the wrestlers on the entrance. I'm sitting here pacing, breathing heavy, like almost ready to cry because I'm thinking he's going to fucking retire. 
and I am not going to get to see him next month in December. Oh, you're only going to cry because you weren't going to get to see him, or are you going to cry because he's retired? Both, because I've always wanted to see him in person, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss my opportunity. He's going to retire. And then I hear, oh, we're just celebrating his 20 years. I'm like, oh, fuck you, WWE. (laughs) Why didn't you not post this when he came out? That's funny. I was so upset. My wife isn't here watching this. She goes, what is wrong with you? You're a grown man. I said, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't. It's like it's like when I uh, when I found out about Edge. Yeah. Like oh, the man. man's been wrestling for twenty also, years. Also, side note, uh, Edge's mom recently passed away, and uh, our condolences to him and his family. They've had a rough go the last month, month, month and, and a half. half yeah. Uh, with Beth Phoenix's dad, and now his mom, and it doesn't it doesn't get any easier. Yeah. You're never ready for it. Uh, especially in that situation, and, and that man had a lot of just, stuff on his plate between their show, yeah. Vikings, well, home life, we podcast. Just, we just, just wish, yeah, him and his family all the best. Yep, it's real rough. So, but back that into, being said, back back into SmackDown. Yeah, I. It's like he's been wrestling for twenty years. I'm twenty five. I've watched this man my entire life wrestle. From when him and Matt came out with the checkered board pants and like neon collars to being managed by Michael P.S. Hayes. For some weird reason. Yeah, and then them going with Gangrel as the new brood and then... Then not going as the yeah, new brood. And yeah, then being like, Team Extreme and then leaving. After Jeff had his title runs and stuff and then left. They just left. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to retire. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> And then, nope, just celebrating his 20 years. There you go, Teddy. Way to go. <laughs> so, um, I will ask you real quick. Uh, it, it It's our call. It's it's our podcast. We do what we want. So, um, my question is, do we talk about the NXT tapings that happened last night and give some spoilers on what's coming? Oh, that's a toughie. Because, I mean, it is our podcast. Hmm, what should we do? I think we should discuss it because we make the rules. Okay. Well, I'm going to run down some things that happen at the takeovers, and then we'll get to news around the world and other news sites of wrestling. Okay? So, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of them yet to know what's going on. I've seen pictures. Okay. Well, let's see if I can fit any of these puzzle pieces together for you. So, uh... They uh, had a EC3 versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. Where Undisputed Era, of course, gets involved and heavy machinery comes out for the save. That is extremely weird. And you know why? It led to a tag team title match between heavy machinery and the Undisputed Era. Oh, my God. In which the Undisputed Era won. But, like. Oh, my God. What? I'm doing WWE Universe Mm -hmm. on my PS4. Yeah. And that is the rivalry going on right now. Oh, my God. That's weird. That is weird. It's really weird. It's it's like, oh, my God, they knew. The game updated itself. Punishment Martinez made his NXT debut, taking on Matt Riddle. That was weird. I think he should have had a squash match against somebody, not another new signee. I don't know. But Matt Riddle defeated Punishment Martinez with the bro mission. It's called the bro mission. It's uh, it's done now. Downhill from here. I don't know about that. Way to go, but, Baron Corbin 2.0. Hey, he's not Baron Corbin 2.0. No, come yeah, on. He's going to be. No, you haven't paid enough attention to him on Ring of Honor. He's going to be the Baron Corbin that 
what Baron Corbin should have been. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what everyone has said. I know, but I disagree with that. But anyways, after that match, Cash Risotto came out, knocked out Matt Riddle. So that's still that's still a thing. Please go back to the Indies, Chris Hero. Please. Uh, Forgotten Sons had a uh, squash match, which I don't know a whole lot about them right now. So is that the one with uh, Jackson Riker? Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't think of what Blake his name. Murphy. Or, no, no, Blake Murphy. <laughs> Blake and Murphy with their fucking team. Yeah, yeah. Was. Gunner. Well, Gunner, and then it's a uh, Blake from Blake and Murphy. No, 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 Gunner. Gunner Murphy. Got is that his real name? I, I maybe I think there's three of them. Yeah, 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 there's three there, but Jackson Riker, I think, is is one of them. It, I thought he's Gunner. You have me all fucking. I, I am too. That's what I said. I don't know what there's three him. of them. You got. I've got. I got. You got Jackson Jack Ryder Riker. Then you have Blake from Blake and Murphy, and then there's one more. Oh, Wesley Blake is Wesley Blake. Yes, Wesley Blake. Okay. Yeah, Wesley Blake is one of them. My God, I feel like a noob. God, I feel, and I've never even downloaded on my damn game. And I feel like a fucking noob. Noob. Well, I, I've, I think I've seen them like twice. Like, but you know, they're like the one of the most downloaded people on the community creations right now. Steve Cutler, Jackson Steve Riker, Cutler. and Wesley Wesley Blake. Jackson Riker was Gunner. Yes. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird if Why? you if you follow Gunner's old shit. Woo! No, I I'm I'm lost. You've lost me. Gunner was Charlotte's ex man. Yeah. And their sexual assault domestic. No, 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 violence? no, that was Bram. Bram, Bram. That's I, Bram. They look the same. They don't. Gun Gunner or Jackson. Jackson yeah. Jackson Riker has a much more neatly trimmed looking beard. Now. Yeah, but I, I, I like him. I think he's good. Anyways, so they, they want to squash. Uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Dakota Kai. The horsewomen beat down Dakota. Io Shirai makes the save and fights off all three on her own. So are now, they hired? Are they signed? Who? The horsewomen? Yeah. yeah they're yeah. signed? Yeah, they've been signed for a while. Okay. Um, now... Noted that Kyrie Sane wasn't there. It's because apparently she's battling a very contagious viral. Uh, like she's sick, Ooh. and so like I, you know, hope she's fine. But like Ooh. that's bad. Yeah. Um. So now here's where things get interesting. Tommaso Ciampa comes out, says that takeovers in the books. He's still the MVP of NXT. <laughs> and he says after all he's done, he's disappointed that the crowd still doesn't believe him, and that. His reign's going to be historic. Uh, Black, Alistair Black comes out, says that he beat Gargano at TakeOver, and that he's challenging Ciampa at TakeOver Phoenix. Such a weird TakeOver name. Gargano comes out and says that Black and him are not finished. And that he's, and that Black's getting ahead of himself with a title match. That it won't be over till Gargano says it's over. Are we finally going to get the triple threat that we deserve? Ciampa says that he loves when Johnny Wrestling is it left in the back and Johnny Badass comes out. <laughs> That's interesting to note that Ciampa is like... Oh, can we make a heel tag team again? <laughs> yeah. Ciampa's saying at War Games they needed a steel structure. But if it were him, that they should do one more match. That Gargano and Black should do one more in a steel cage. That is going to happen 
on a future episode of NXT. Steel Ooh. cage match between Black and Gargano. Is that the or, first ever? Uh, I can't remember if Finn and Joe... I think theirs is at a takeover. So yeah, I think this is first the first... one on a taping. This is the first one on a taping. So it will be Gargano versus Black in a steel cage match. Uh, there's the EC stuff. The Mighty lost to Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I like them for some reason. Who, the Mighty? No. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch? Mm-hmm. It's because they're tough guys. Danny Burch kind of looks like Frankie Kazarian a little bit. A British Kazarian? Yeah, if if he was a little bit taller and a little bit more stocky. Yeah. He'd be. Mia Yim versus Reina Gonzalez, two of the May Young Classics. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Mia Yim wins. Mm-hmm. Won. Um, Got the W. Cash is versus Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle won. Ricochet holds an open challenge for the NXT North American Championship. Oh, and no. his challenger is Tyler Breeze. They send him back down? I don't know, but he was there. Or are they finally going to listen to the fans and let the superstars come back down to have matches? Who knows? Who knows? I'll tell you what. It'll never leave my mind. The very first NXT arrival where Cesaro faced Sami Zayn. That was like my favorite match in the past like five years. That match was great. It was a great match. That was the first time you've seen Sami Zayn jump through the turnbuckles into an uppercut. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Um, but yeah, Ricochet defeats Tyler, Tyler Breeze, hmm. but still, I'm sure it's a great match because Tyler Breeze can go when you let him go. Yeah. And in the NXT, they'll let you go. Um, I liked him in NXT. Io Shirai and Dakota Kai versus Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. This was a long NXT. It, it's a few weeks. Oh, the tapings. okay. Yeah. Uh, Io Shirai and Dakota Kai defeat Duke and Shazier. Or Shafir. Shafir. Shazier. You got me last week with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Someone who's about to debut, whose promo aired this past week. Is this the one I talked about last night? Dominic Dijevic. I don't like the name. I wish it was I don't either. Donovan, Donovan Dijak. Yeah. Should have just, but whatever. He faces Aaron McKay and he defeated them. I've been wondering um, what happened to him for so long. They signed him. You never heard anything about it. And then now, boom, finally. Yeah. Now, he was there as Chris Dijak for a little bit. But he just had a couple of matches, and then that was it. So, um, then you have Io Shirai versus Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair versus another talent. This, the, this reporter couldn't hear. It ended up being Lacey Evans. Um, to see who faces Shayna at TakeOver. TakeOver mm. Phoenix. You want the spoiler? Mm. Tell me later. You don't want me to tell you here? No. I want to hear it later. All right. That one will stay a mystery. Keep him guessing. Jackson Riker versus Mitch Taverna. Mike Verna. No, like his oh, okay. his name in NXT is Mitch, but his real name is Mike Vernon. Oh, okay. Riker wins. Um, then the Heavy Machinery versus Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era retained. The cage match. They filmed it already? Oh, yeah, it's already done. Oh, don't tell me. Just wait. Yeah. Do, do you want me to tell no, you? No. Oh, it's... 
It's so huge. No it's one needs so to know. I don't even want to know. I want to watch it. All right. I will give you then some notes after. Okay? Okay. After the tapings, there were two noticeable stars who were not there. I don't think they're for the same reason. I would be surprised if it was for the same reason. But there's one that's curious to know because of the timing of these episodes and what's coming up. There was no Keith Lee at these tapings, but there was no Velveteen Dream. Meaning that... Did you see as the, soon as yeah. as soon as that match happened, takeover, we're not going to see the dream. I think almost for the rest of the year that he won't be on NXT. I wonder if he'll debut at Rumble. That's what I'm wondering. Is is he going to get caught up? They had Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan last night. Last night, and Lars Sullivan beat him. So are they sending Keith Lee off for that? I, mean, I don't know. Are they going to carry the feud into the main roster? I just hate that they're making this. I, I think it's too early for Keith Lee to go. Well, I, but no, no, not Keith Lee. But I think it's dumb how they're pushing this Lars Sullivan thing. I guess because they need a monster since Braun's out. It's weird. I think he's going to go to SmackDown. I think he's. Gonna I go do to too SmackDown. because Raw's got Braun mm-hmm. until the draft if they do one again. I think they will do one again, but I think. I think it'll happen before the fall of next year. And that I, okay, so I think the real shape of SmackDown Live is going to happen either right as the deal comes through, as, as they start airing on Fox, or it's going to happen with this draft, the, the one that happens after Mania. I'm thinking Rollins goes over. Because uh, reportedly, okay, so. I don't know. This this is also random news that you might not know, but Survivor Series might be in question next year. What do you mean in question? If they're going to do it or not? Uh, how they're going to do it. Because apparently Fox wants SmackDown to be separate. They do not want them interacting with the raw talent. Oh, so they don't want They want they want to make the they want to make the talent that's on SmackDown Live yeah. be Fox stars. So that means no more mixed match challenge, right? Which means, what about the rumble? Well, now the rumble's a whole different thing because the rumble is a battle royal. It's not necessarily your show versus the other show. It, you could so toss someone out. So there, Survivor Series, Survivor is, the series is probably in question because it's Raw versus SmackDown, and what they don't want is to hype. Okay, so it it's not about SmackDown versus Raw in this constant. It's, uh, it's USA it's Fox. versus Fox. No, not USA, NBC. Because oh, they're taking Raw. No, NBC Universal owns USA oh, Network. Okay, okay, so okay. Fox doesn't want NBC stars crossing over with their Fox stars. Oh. So like the Rumble can still happen because that's on the network, mm-hmm. but also it's about a royal. But any legitimate matches, they don't want that. Okay. Because you have, they don't want the invasion angle. They don't want their stars being on USA. They don't want the in a, NBC stars coming over to Fox. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting because Fox wants all these little things. It's like they're owned by two different companies almost. And it's just... Some of it looks like it's going to be really cool. And some of it's like, 
yeah, this could work, but I don't know how it'll work in the sense of wrestling. Like, I'm cool with them, like, wanting to make the wrestlers stars and, like, be on the NFL Today or the, you know. But are they going like, to take. Well, it's not NFL Today, but whatever it is, NFL going, and Fox. Are they going to take away as many vignettes and promos if Fox gets it? Since they're supposed to be, like, more no, of a sports. I haven't, I haven't heard that, but that was my assumption. My assumption was on Friday nights, it's going to be about the wrestling and, like, when you get your promos and stuff. It might be kind of New Japanish, where it's like post, like you know, like the post-match conferences or whatever, yeah. and aired maybe on WWE.com or something. Oh, okay. Or on the network, not that it's going to be on the so show. You're telling, you're answering my prayers. So you're telling me there's no, not going to be any more thirty-minute promos at the beginning of each show. That's how it seems. Now I, I can't confirm that one way or the other. I mean, we don't work for. Yeah, I, I don't work for any of that. But it, from all indications, that seems to be the general consensus on how people are thinking. Fox is wanting to do things, ah. so it's going to be real interesting. Anyways, are there is there any other immediate news about the TV this week? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we didn't really touch on the Joe it, promo itself. We discussed Jeff for oh, 20 years. Uh, what did you talk about it? Joe. You seem to be the most oh, hyped about it. Like, like no, I thought it was great, but, like, you've Joe's been about just it. Like, like, I was in the back. I was popping bottles. But then I realized, maybe that's not the best idea around you. I'm like, oh, my God. Did he just really just say that? And then he's like, he starts talking. Well, we know you weren't coherent for most of your years and he's like there's always them demons chasing behind you but the best part that's when he was like jeff as many times you get these fans up out of their seats you've just as me you've did it even more times of disappointing them in your years damn yeah and then he's like i got a program for you and it's a one-step program but it ain't going to be painless and then just drops the mic and and Jeff Hart's like, you're not going to run on my break tonight? He said, let's get on right now. And Joe starts walking, and he just waves his arm and walks out. I'm thinking, that is the most realest promo we've had in a long time. You know, it's it's also... The most it, overused promo. It, well, no, no, it's it's calling back to something, too, with Joe. Um I don't I don't remember the time frame. Like, I, I remember, like, the years, but... Uh, I don't remember the match, but Scott Hall was yeah. in Impact at TNA at the time. And I guess he was supposed to do something against Samoa Joe and got too messed up. And they wouldn't let him be on the show or they kicked him out or they fired him or something. And Joe cut a promo, scathing promo on Scott Hall oh, man. about his abuse his of, of everything. And just like, I just remember... Like watching the promo, I was not interested in that match at all. But the promo. But then when he in. gave that promo, I was like, "Oh God, oh God!" Like now I want to see it, but not because not because I want to see this match. You want to see I like a see, real fight? I want to see Joe like take out those frustrations of yeah. you ruined this for me. And it's like when Joe came out to start doing that, it was different because it's WWE and because of the sense of it. Yeah. But like I immediately started going back there and being like, "Oh." Ooh, intense Joe. Here Could we you go. Imagine like, if Sting would have shot that promo on Hardy. Oh, that would have been that. See, that might have pushed it. This is this is why it gets messed up for me because my, you know, 
preservation of Sting and who he is as a character. Not Joker Sting. Like, I was fine with that. It's not really a but like, person. Sting isn't that person. Sting yeah. was upset when that happened. Oh, he was and pissed. Yeah, he was pissed, and you could see it, and it was – that was what it was. It was on a pay-per-view for Yeah, I know. Sense. That's that's what I mean. Like, Sting was – you could see that he was angry. That's all you needed from him. Yeah. he. You didn't need him to come out and cut a promo. You didn't need him to talk about it because – Everybody loves Sting, and they know Sting's a good guy, and, and they know Sting yeah. tries to do what's right. And so if Sting – it was like if your dad yeah. <laughs> is fucking mad and disappointed at you, and he he's not going to just you know just bash gives, you. He yeah. just gives you that look like – You fucked up. Go and, on. And, and he gave that look to the entire crowd about Jeff. So like, Didn't he shrug his shoulders? And at the end of that match, after it was done, he just kind of looked. And said, well, he didn't. He didn't shrug his shoulders. He just put his hands on his hips yeah, and was, was just pissed. like. And then, like looking at the crowd, like I know, I know, like that's what I mean. It was enough for you to be like, "Damn, Jeff, you fucked up." Like, yeah. <laughs> and nothing more needed to be said at that point. It was done. Yeah, because Joe was like, "You, you might keep running from them demons, but they're always slowly, slowly working behind you, just waiting for you to mess up again." I'm thinking, "Damn, Joe." Like you, you just crush a man's spirit. You just you? cut him open and threw salt into it, you know. Yep. But I was happy that Jeff signed off on it. Oh yeah, because like, Jeff yeah, wouldn't have let that. Like yeah, that's cool, man. You know, go ahead. You said that's in my past. It's over with. Yeah. Because some of his worst years were in TNA of his abuse. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he was just like, hey, "Go ahead, do it," because it was it got the crowd, and you just see all. Like, no one else knew about it. Yeah. No, the wrestlers did. Because as I watched it back, I looked at all the wrestlers' faces. And, like, Big E and Cedric Alexander were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Did he really just say that? Because everyone yeah. knew Jeff's past. Yep. And they're just like, he's savage. Yeah. <laughs> you you a man beast over here <laughs> going at it. Um, Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh, man, it was great. But anything else? For this week related, like, TV-wise. No. All right. So, random news from around the world of wrestling. I have something for that. Okay. I did read an article. I don't know how true it was. But Hiromu may not be able to wrestle again. I heard that things are still looking rough. He's still heavily being evaluated, but things aren't fantastic. Yeah, and it's upsetting. Oh, God, yeah, it is. He's talented as hell. He's so good. And it kind of sucks because it's just like, because I watched it back when he did that, when he hurt mm -hmm. himself, and I'm thinking, he he landed pretty rough. Yeah, there were just so many problems with that spot. Yeah, and I read that. I, as soon as I instantly thought of you, I was like, PJ's probably crying uh, in, the, in the fetal position. If they officially announced that, Hiromu is never going to wrestle again. It'd be upset. I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad. I'm definitely gonna be sad. Um so related to New Japan, Chris Jericho revealed who he'd rather wrestle besides Naito Who's in that? New Japan. And he said, Maybe Suzuki or Ibushi Ooh. or Okada, Tanahashi even. Those are the guys that he's looking at. Out of all those, like, yeah, I'd love to see Jericho versus all of them. I'd definitely love to see Tanahashi versus Jericho and a heel Jericho. But, like, could you imagine a Suzuki and Jericho match? It would be damn, I had, downright hard. Especially this Jericho. Like, 
I had uh, I, I was I was on Reddit and I saw some comments that they were just like, oh, I just how I just realized how badly I want Suzuki and Jer- Jericho to murder each other. And somebody was like, every young lion would call in sick that day because <laughs> they beat the hell out of those young lions. Yeah. I'm also, uh, I just seen that. Just saw? Just saw, whatever. You know I'm, the one, I, I'm the one with the taller beer here. Oh, good one. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Edge just made a statement on Roman Reigns. What did he say? He said, as long as he gets healthy, who cares if he wrestles again? I mean, that's true. But you know something? No one gave a damn about Roman Reigns. Not talk, I'm not talking bad about him or anything, but no one gave a damn about him, hated his guts and everything, until the realization of him maybe not wrestling again or something for him going away for a while. So let me let me explain it this way. Roman Reigns was this John Cena. Yeah. Okay. So Which, what happened what happened with Cena? At first, everybody liked him. Yeah. Then everyone hated him except for women and children, and they wanted him off the TV because he was just crammed down your throat. And then now, unfortunately, as I say it unfortunately because it's taken this long, but over the last few years, especially when Cena was there, like during Cena's last full year before he was taking breaks, mm-hmm. it turned into a respect thing. Yeah. Especially with him and AJ when that was starting to happen and stuff, and him and Owens, it was like, it was no longer, oh, here's Cena burying talent. It was Cena's having open match challenges. Cena's throwing stuff out of the box. Cena's been here a while. He's, Cena's been here longer than The Rock. If we're if we're all about The Rock, why can't we be like this with Cena? And then Cena earned the more respect and recognition. People still didn't want him in the main event. Yeah. Unless it had a reason like AJ and him. But it was... You know, he wasn't booed like Roman was. That's what was going to happen. Like, I, I fully, like, had that in my mind a couple of years ago, like, when the when the booing was starting to get real bad before him and Taker and stuff. I was just like, okay, well. It's time for him to go for a little bit. No, it was, this is going to happen. And then eventually the fan mindset's going to be, well, Roman's one of our tried and true guys. He's been here so long. He's been here in and out. And you know what? Even if I haven't liked him. I respect him, so yeah. I'm not going to boo him. And instead, what ended up happening was tragic. Yeah. Every Everyone who's a wrestler, fans can hate wrest- like certain wrestlers all they want. But deep down, they're on your TV every week, and you're still watching. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching, I understand when you're like, oh, that sucks he has cancer. It doesn't make me a fan of him anymore. But then when you see it like... It's well. For instance, it's just kind of like uh, when you see the emotions. Yeah. With and Seth start, Rollins. And when, when you start to see that people are real. Yeah. Like Roman Reigns. Like I felt during the whole year of Roman and Lesnar. I don't know how many times I said I feel bad for Roman because, like, as a person, like Joe, mm-hmm. as a person, because he has to know that like nobody wants him here. Like, in this spot. And booking keeps putting him in this spot. And so he's just doing his job. 
at this point. I wonder if they're... But ever... nobody wants him there. Yeah. And I just wonder how that makes him feel as a person. Like, to go for an entire year of a lot of people being like, I hate you. You're taking up all this spot. But it's not under his control. I wonder if they ever walked into his car after shows. I, I'm sure. But that's that's another part of this. Is that That's what I'm saying. Is like So when he does it on TV, when he's like, hey... My name's Joe. Right then and there, you felt like, what's going on? Like, he's being for real right now. Yep. Like, and, this is real raw emotion. Yep. And so it was like, I felt bad for him as a person because of his booking. Yeah. But now, you you know, you genuinely have the sincerity of, oh, shit. Like, you know, these superheroes that are on your TV every week. Actually, have they're just like skinned. you and me. Yeah. They they can it, it happens, mm-hmm. and so I don't look. Some people will say that's fans being fickle or whatever, but I just look at it as people having a heart. Yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of Cena, well, okay, we'll come back to that in just a second. Okay, actually, maybe your Cena news is the same as mine. Uh, Maybe. What What was your Cena news? That he's going to be coming back for like kind of full time for a little bit. He's done with movies for a little bit. I heard that. And that was not my news though. Oh, but, he's, but, he's actually going to do like a full run again. Oh, that's... He's starting at the Raw taping at Madison Square Garden before the end of the new year. And then he'll be at Pittsburgh and uh, for the taping for that for the new year. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, my mine was that he earned Sports Illustrated's Muhammad Ali Legacy Award to honor his leadership as a philanthropist. I did see that. I seen that today. Yeah. Uh. So that's 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 honor. Yeah, that's really cool. Did The Rock get that? I don't think so. No, but <laughs> could The Rock be president? Probably. Not for the right reasons. Boom! Didn't we're not going to discuss politics? But didn't I, say that, but I just said he could. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, if there was ever an election of who's getting the presidency, The Rock or John Cena, the people's champ is the people's president. I would vote for him secretly. Secretly, okay. <laughs> Anonymous. Um. Whew. What else do you have, sir? So. Um, there are a few other things. So let's talk about some Wrestling Observer news letter stuff that came out. We can discuss thoughts there. All right. So the NXT UK contracts, there are three different types of deals being given with different levels of restrictions. Um, so... Dave said that the UK tapings, you know, Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> uh, that they did not draw poorly as was initially reported. Um, it was pretty much packed the first night, and it wasn't far from it the second night, even though there were reports coming out that a lot of people didn't show So up. the tapings are down, like people watching tapings? No, no, no. no. This, was, this was the NXT UK tapings. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, they, they were trying to say that they were weak, but they, they weren't. 
the, the one we the one night one they were packed. Yeah, night two like, it was close. To is it. this the, is this like the live audience, like the yeah. people there, or is this people watching on the network? The, the live audience. Okay. There. Yeah. So I was gonna say the reason on the network is because it, it airs at a weird time. Yeah. At two. But then he uh, Dave talked about the different deals. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the lower level talent have been told nothing and had no change since talent was told individually, not collectively. Some were not given aware of changes. They are getting low salaries and can still work elsewhere. So is that why they're working with like Evolve and Progress? Because yeah, kind of. I'll get into that in a minute. Okay. This, you know where I'm going. There's with a that. lot of here. Yeah, others have had contract rollovers for another year without a raise, and they can still work in other places, but no longer against any talent from what WWE deems as competitive promotions. As in Ring of Honor and New Japan? And then, well, they they never could anyways there. But then the top group of stars have still been given raises uh, if they were to sign extensions and have exclusivity to the brand, really not at all, unlike the different contract tiers in Ring of Honor. Uh, key uh, The key players on the brand, which have received the top tier contracts with the most restrictions and the company raises. Okay. Mm-hmm. This key talent is Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Eddie Dennis, Dave Mastiff, Jordan Devlin, Zach Gibson, James Drake, El Ligero, Mark Andrews, Joseph Connors, Mark and Joe Coffey, Wolfgang, Travis Banks, and Flash Morgan Webster. So basically the ones they've had in all the tournaments. Yep. He, uh, Dave actually said that WWE is fine with the talent working against other impact talent as they do not see them as a direct competitor. Hmm. I still don't like the man. Now, um, I know I'm, I'm going to continue on with some news there. Part of WWE's working agreements agreed to with the UK promotions are that WWE would have the right for the next several years to purchase those companies for an agreed-upon price, high six figures, at least in some cases, but then shut those promotions down so that they would no longer, quote, compete with themselves. So these deals that you, you see Triple H at, like, ICW yeah. and the, the, all that stuff... These are working agreements where they're basically saying, you guys can operate and exist on your own. We will also let you share talent there. But should you get so big that we don't just absorb you, we have the right to buy you out. So basically, these companies agreed to, when this whole thing started... Like buyout contracts. That, you know, six, seven years down the road, I don't know if it's that long, but if WWE says, hey... Today's the day. Here's the money. They no longer own their company, and then WWE will shut them down. That'd be rough. It might be, but I mean, yeah, the check might be nice, but you're you're selling something that you created with whatever little money you had in your pocket, and you're just selling to your big brother. Yeah. So everything you created, they're taking and well, as a Reddit comment said and. Uh, on this was that's kind of a standard agreement when bigger companies invest in small and family businesses that usual that usual situation 
is always there in the contract. Normally for those kinds of things, it's a 10 to 20 year contract. So it could be a long while or it could be a short. It just depends. I guess it really depends on how big the other companies get. So, yeah. That, I think, is all they talked about with the UK situation. Um, I'll go into the rest of the Wrestling News Observer stuff, and then... Because I have one more thing. For the News Observer? No, no, no. Oh, no, I, I have oh. a couple things, too. New Japan has a long-term vision for Europe as a part of a world expansion. The goal for them right now is to get television in as many European markets as possible before they do anything else there. But they're working on Europe now. Ooh. You also heard about Access TV, right? It's no longer Barnett and JR. Who is it? It's Kevin Kelly and whoever they have with him. They are going to use the New Japan World commentary team as the commentary team on Access TV, which I think is great. I hate that for JR, but I'm happy for a fan. Exactly. The other reason that this is interesting is, and we can talk about that in a bit, is the All Elite Wrestling yeah, uh, promotion. Jim Ross is out of contract with WWE, too, yeah. here in the next couple months. So that's very interesting. Anyways, yeah, so... I like that, though, because I like mm-hmm. the English New Japan World commentary, and I like Kevin Kelly, and if they have, um, oh, what's his name? Don Callis? Yes, Callis. I couldn't think of his last name. They have Callis with him on some of the shows. It'll be great. And so... But does that take Don Callis away from Impact? No, 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 no. That's, Callis is only doing certain dates with New Japan now. Okay. Uh, they just announced that, like... I don't know if it's Wrestle. I don't think it's Wrestle Kingdom. I, like, I think I think Callus is at Wrestle Kingdom, but there's another show that's about to happen. It might be the finals of the World Tag. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like Don Callis's New Japan. Excalibur is joining. Oh, okay. Kevin Kelly. Okay. For that one, so I like Don Callis New Japan, but I do not like Don Callis Impact. Really, I know that's weird. It's because Don Callis Impact is like '90s version Jim uh, Jerry. The King Lawler. Oh, okay. More like when Scarlett uh, Bordeaux. Bordeaux walks out, he's like, oh, puppies. It's kind of like that kind of film. Like, no, you are not Don Callis the King. You are Don, uh, you are Don Callis New Japan, sir. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get that. I get that. Maybe it's just a different appeal. Oh, I will also have a different spin to the rascals as they're called uh not that i'm necessarily a fan of them oh come on i i haven't i i don't hate hate but like uh i have my own opinion at the moment and it's weird um it's weird because you do you know why it's not such a big deal no, and why? while they're doing it? No, why? <laughs> yes, Teddy goes to run. Um, Impact Wrestling is in Canada, where weed is now legal. So, um, 
you know, when they show it on TV, it's Americans being like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. Why are you going to have druggies being on your they're show? Doing, they're doing their but best then, that 70s show but then, But then you've got, like, it's in Canada where weed is legal. And with weed being legal, uh, it's no big deal. It's just like... Just two, it's just three dudes smoking pot. <laughs> yeah, being silly. But, yeah, I just... I, I didn't realize that at first. Like, I wasn't thinking. And then somehow that, like, just... I was going to try to get... Came to me. I'm going to try to get one of the... One-third of the rascals on the podcast. Okay. I'm, I'm friends with Trey on Facebook. All right. Well, so I'm let's gonna... see. Let's see what can happen there. Um, More... Wrestling Observer News. Back into that. Silas Young was offered a new three-year deal with Ring of Honor, and he is expected to sign, contrary to the rumors that he was going to go to WWE. Um, that the show that he was at in Milwaukee was not because of conversations there. It's because his son is a big WWE fan. Hmm. Oh, sure. <laughs> It's what they want you to believe. Um, Becky Lynch is cleared. Obviously likely to take bumps yes. at TLC. Yes. Yes. That means I get to see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Teddy just like orgasmed off my, the words out of my mouth. Dude, I'm so pumped. Dude. Hey, guess what? I gave you an orgasm. You fucker. That's I used your own word. fucking word. I hate you. No, you don't. I, I, some days. <laughs> Uh, um, Dick. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But anyways, go on. Um, so, if you did not know, LAX was supposed to face the Street Profits in an Evolve match. That match has been canceled. Due to... Due to Impact. Impact officials do not want their current World Tag Team Champions potentially losing to NXT superstars. Impact considers Evolve to be close enough to a WWE product and that it doesn't make sense to have two of their top stars working on a show that they may at some point end on the end up on the WWE Network. They're not wrong. No, they're not. Because I think LAX can work circles around the Street Profits. Impact sees Evolve in its current form as a part of the WWE. And it is. It, I think it is. Look who's come from there on to NXT. Beat Dunn. Matt Riddle. Yep. Um, there's other ones I can't think of right in my head, but those are the main two I can think of. But yeah, look. Yeah, Evolve is like a branch of WWE in an in indie form as of right now. Yep. Now... I will give you the last. Oh, I do have one other thing, but this is the last Wrestling Observer newsletter, but one other thing for UK, Sorry. NXT UK. So the Wrestling Observer, Observer newsletter reports, at a meet and greet in Melbourne, Australia, Cody was asked about a new promotion. And he said to wait for January as an announcement will be made and that the announcement would be bigger than anyone expects. Hmm. Because so. if you notice the picture that some fan made that's going around, there was three WWE superstars. Yeah, but I think that's fan made. It, it might be fan made, 
but there's still those three on there that may leave. I one I think will definitely leave once his contract's done. That's if he can get his Willie out of Bailey long enough. I mean, I just made this. He's not. He's not dating her. He don't have to be dating her, please. He's, he's dating someone who works for WWE. Cassie Kelly? Yeah. No, they broke up. Oh, did they? All you right. got to get with the times, sir. I, I guess so. You got to get with the gossip around the water cooler. Even my wife says they're doing it. And she don't even like wrestling. And she's like, they're doing it. So, therefore, they're doing it. But I can't wait for January. That's, that's a good month because Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom, that announcement. Okay. Yeah, I got one thing to say. We can, if you, you well, finish yours, well, then I'll go to mine. Okay, so I'm just excited about it. I don't, I don't know. And the the Finn and Bailey thing, I don't want to speculate. <laughs> I am speculating, but go on. Okay, so um, SmackDown ratings went up since Becky Lynch's return. Of course, went up five point five percent. So. Uh, year over year, SmackDown was down over 15% from the same week in 2017, though. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, interesting, but glad to know that she can make a positive impact and yeah. bring it back. Um, the UK news that I had. WWE has authorized NXT UK talent to perform for Destiny Wrestling on Saturday, January 20th in Missyagua for its five-year anniversary show with two huge main events, Pete Dunne versus Josh Alexander and Tyler Bate versus Aiden Price. So, UK news. Yep, UK. Um, I have one more piece of news, one factoid, and this or that to go. So I'll give you this news, and then actually I'll give you two pieces of news. One is NXT primary <laughs> uh, related. Apparently, officials are considering finally pulling the trigger and making Aleister Black move up. I had a feeling that was going to happen soon. That apparently is on its way. Um, Just don't make him modern day taker. The other major news is... Major League Wrestling, I don't watch it, but I've heard quite a bit about it. Lots going on is Major League Wrestling is going live. Um, They're going to air a live special on Friday, December 14th at 8. The decision to go live is part of a deepening relationship between MLW and BN Sports. Um, Don't know if it's going to continue, you know, from here on out. You can get the app. But, um... It's going to have MLW champion Loki versus Conan in a no-DQ street fight, a ladder match for the MLW middleweight championship, CMLL star Rush versus Rich Swan, Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Pillman Jr. in a Singapore caning match, Teddy Hart versus Pentagon Jr., and more. And it's it's a six... Wait, this is a 60-minute special? I do believe. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. Um, I think the fourteenth is also the same day as Final Battle, so I don't know if that was a good idea. But but it's we'll on see. an app, so you can watch it anytime, anytime. Yeah. Anyways, 
Go on with your news. Okay, I just want to talk about this crazy resemblance going around the pictures. It's Chris Benoit and Daniel Bryan. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. Okay, here it is. Number one, they're both technical wrestlers. Two. Diving headbutts. And, and cross faces. Yep. Number three, they held world titles for less than a day. Chris Benoit held WCW. Daniel Bryan held the WCW title, well, which is the WWE yeah, heavyweight title. Yeah. They, four, they both married wrestlers. Five, I know you hate the bells, but five, lost the lost the world title to Orton at SummerSlam. Both of them did. Six, they met, both of them made their debuts in a group. Benoit was the Radicals. Daniel Bryan was, was Nexus. Seven, they're both featured in title matches at WrestleManias. Uh, Benoit, he, he... 20. Daniel Bryan, 30. He was 19, and Daniel Bryan was 29. No. Yeah. no, 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 no. 19 with Rhino. No. Oh, oh, their debuts. I'm talking about headlining. Chris Benoit at WrestleMania 20 with Eddie, and WrestleMania 30, no, 10 years later with tag Daniel. Tag matches. Oh. Not, not... I'm talking... We're getting there. Yeah, okay. It's tag matches. Yeah. His was with Rhino. Daniel Bryan was with Kane. Number eight. They won the world title in the main event of... Uh, WrestleMania's 20 and 30. And they're both in triple threats. Yep. And they're both by cross faces. Yep. Number nine, both opponents were in a faction once. The, oh, both of their opponents. They yeah, were DX in, like, and in evolution. evolution. Yeah. Number 10, they both fought Kane in pay-per-views later. Yep. And number 11, they were both featured in ladder matches at WrestleMania. 21 and 31. Yeah. Tell me that's not crazy. It's real weird. A lot of similarities. There. It's a lot of similarities, and it makes you think. I know they're not doing Daniel Bryan in the limelight of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. But but, but it holy, makes you think. Yeah, holy like, cow! Like, are they doing Daniel Bryan's what they would have did with Crispin Wall if he would have been alive? Never know. Never will know. Now, this or that, we're doing five, just like we did last week. Okay. All right. So. Who had the scarier, like, lift them and hold them up submission? Or the more fierce-looking one? Beth Phoenix or Jazz? Jazz, because she was ten times scarier. Yeah, Jazz just was, her Jazz is was scary. scary. She's yeah. just scary. <laughs> like, and I, and like, she's still wrestling. Yeah, she's, she's intimidating. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Teddy Long manager or Teddy Long general manager? General manager. Holla, holla, holla. I mean, I liked him when he talked some shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he's like, you know what, play? We're going to make this into a tag, tag match. You're going to go one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that limo scene. Buckle up, Teddy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we have too much fun with this. Okay, good okay. one. So, uh, Monty Brown. Or Elix Skipper. I don't know who they are. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Early TNA. Early TNA. Monty Brown had the pounce. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking e about. Elix Skipper was in WCW. He was a part of Team Canada. Oh, okay. And then he was in TNA. And he's like, when you see like the highlights of the guy that walked the cage and hooked that person into like the Frankensteiner off the top. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. 
Lonnie Brown. Yeah, Lonnie Brown. The yeah. pounce, man. I love the pounce. <laughs> I love that move so much. I I know people give me shit. It's oh, it's terrible. It looks sloppy, but I don't care. You're there's, sloppy. There's something about like the unpredictability of where you're gonna get hit and as to how you're gonna fly yeah. that I like it because you're ragdolled. Mm-hmm. You're basically just shot and ragdolled. Yep. And it's like now this move is believable for me because you just been hit in an awkward area and thrown awkwardly. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Let let like you know someone like Will Osprey take a pounce and just knock him into a turnbuckle post. Like holy shit! Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so I, I can't help it. Um, all right, so Starcade back as an actual pay per view, or or World War Three, a version of the Rumble, like like have a one special year. Where instead of it being a normal Royal Rumble, it's a World War Three Rumble. Starcade next pay per view. I felt like the legacy of it was more. Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember the word I'm looking for, but it was more prestigious. Prestigious. Yeah. It it had a meaning to it, like it was on a pedestal. It was almost like the WrestleMania. Of WCW. It was. So, Starcade. Okay. Um, now, this one's interesting. Option C. Oh, man, I forgot to mention that, but go ahead. Option C, existing, or an X division, uh, or an ultimate X, deciding a world title shot. Which would you rather have? Oh, dude, that's not even fair. Because option C is like you're giving up your X Division title for a title shot. Mm-hmm. Ultimate X, the match itself is amazing. Oh, fuck, man, that's hard. Give me Ultimate X. It's hard. I'm going to go with Ultimate X for too. Me, but it's so both of them are so crazy and great at the same time. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that in the news. Yep. Brian Cage. Cash in option, option C. C. Homecoming. Yep. Impact Homecoming. Homecoming. Homecut. It's got option C match and ultimate X in the asylum. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. So now, random factoid. Oh, I got one. I got oh, okay. One. Got okay. One. okay. Hell in a Cell or Three Stages of Hell? The cage on top of the cage on top of the cage. Oh, all that Three Stages of Hell. Yes. A lot of Three Stages of Hell match. No, 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 but- no. no. Hell in a Cell or the actual three stages of hell? I do the three stages of hell if they do it right, but I feel like most of those three stages ready, of hell matches... Not, not ready to rumble. Most of those three <laughs> stages of hell matches were just shit. So like, with today's era. With, with today's era, if they did it right, yes, three stages of hell over the Hell yep. in a Cell. That was a good one. That was off, yeah, off my yeah. head. All right, so now, random factoid. Random factoid to okay. just end this podcast with, leave everybody off on this to just be like, huh... I can't believe this is true, and I don't know what to do with this information, but I, I'm going to leave it with this. I'm going to say it, and then everyone, thank you for following us. Thank you for running with us. Thank you for listening. Catch us next week. Also, don't forget, anchor.fm. Join it. You can leave us messages. You can leave us comments. We can play them back on the podcast episode. Leave us anything that you're thinking about, anything that we've talked about. And when we are doing our discussion topics, like when we start our Sting versus Taker, we're going to have it open to have everybody give their input. 
if you so choose to. So, all that being said, thank you, Anchor, for hosting the podcast. Thank you, BFD by thank Sierra Nevada. Thank you, Miller Lite. For the, your, your bitterness, but still tastiness. Three stunners out of five. Five out of five for Miller Lite. So you say. But anyways, <laughs> um, the random factoid. Zack Ryder, woo, 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 has pinned five former world champions. I'm going to flip Jericho, Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler, Mark Henry, or Mark Henry, Jinder Mahal. He also pinned the ECW world champion and Tommy Dreamer. Thank you very much. Thank you for running Fuck with us. You. See you later. <laughs>